Now entering Nerdist.com. True it. With a guy named Kevin. True it. And this other guy, Steve. True it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. True it. They're gonna get chewy. True it. They might even get me. True it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. On behalf of Steve Lemmy, I'm Kevin Heffernan, and we've got another fun episode for you this week. Um, we, had, we told some good stories about uh, some of the funny things that happened to us as makers of uh, rated R comedy, kind of dirtier comedy stuff. Um, how do the people in our lives respond to that, like our parents and our wives and our kids? How do they feel about us being purveyors of... Rated R comedy. Um, so yeah, some funny stories. Um, so I think you're gonna like it. Uh, hey, we got some some new dates coming up. So uh, let me just plug those before we get started. Um, May third and fourth, Lemmy and I will be in Phoenix at Stand Up Live, and May fifth, Cinco de Mayo, we will be in Tempe, Arizona, at the Tempe Improv. So um, tickets are available for that stuff now, so so uh, go get your tickets. We also just booked our big uh, East Coast swing. We're going to do a fun five nights, five cities uh, East Coast swing. And um, let me just run through it real quick. We'll put up all the info. The tickets are going to go on sale this week. Um, and uh, we'll get all the info up there on the, the various sites. But uh, let me run through it real quick. Um, uh, Wednesday, May 29th. We'll be in Baltimore at Auto Bar. Uh, Thursday, May 30th, we will be at the Arlington Draft House in Virginia. So all you people down in there in D.C. area, come on out to that. Uh, Friday night, we're going to get to Boston. And we'll be at the Royale Boston uh, on Friday, May 31st. Then we're going to head down to Philly. That's June 1st. We'll be at Underground Arts in Philadelphia. Um, that's Saturday night. And then we'll wrap it up Sunday night in Brooklyn. We'll be in New York City. The Bell House, uh, which I hear is a pretty cool club. So uh, that is June 2nd, Sunday night. So, yeah, so May 29th through June 2nd, we're going to hit Baltimore, D.C., Boston, Philly, and Brooklyn. And, again, that's, that's hard to uh, process probably, but... Uh, we're going to put all the info up in the sites, and all those tickets will start going on sale this week and probably next week. So uh, you'll hear more about that, but but come come uh, see us live. It's going to be fun. Um, uh, yeah, for more info, you can get uh, well, uh You can check our Facebook, which is Heffernan and Lemmy, or follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Heffernan and Rules, and Lemmy is at Steve Lemmy. Uh, so, uh, if you're in any of those cities, come see us. We'd love to meet you. Um, all right. And if you can't come or you're not in those cities, then check out our special. Our live special is on Netflix. Um, it's called Fat Man, Little Boy, and it's streaming there. And that was a show that we did last year. We have a totally new show we're doing this year. But if you want to kind of see what our show's like, that'll tell you. All right. Great. So um, here we go. Without further ado, let's chew it. And we're rolling. Hello, everybody. What's up? How's everybody doing this week? This is Kevin Heffernan. And this is Steve Lemmy. And we are chewing it. Mm. Mm. What, are you, what are you chewing? A yellow microphone today. I've got a green. So you got lemon, I got lime. Yeah. Lemon and lime, bro. Right thing going on. Chewing here. some lemon and lime. This is great. These mics, I mean, no one, I'll take a picture cuz now we're going to we've started to put photos from our podcast onto our right. Facebook page. Right. I'll take a picture of these microphones so okay. people know what we're talking about. Okay. But this is like it's like a little bit of a kid and play thing here. Like it you, really is. you'd expect kid and play to come out rapping with this these kind of microphones. Green mics. Yeah, cuz they did a Sprite commercial. Getting on the yellow, getting down the green. You know, know it's tasty and that's what I mean. Oh, that's pretty good. See man. that? That's off the dome. Chewing it. We chewing it. Um, what's up? How's everybody doing? I'm uh, I'm great. Okay, <laughs> Katie, how are you? Great. She's good. We have the best producer in the world. 
We do. Katie Levine. Right. But she doesn't like to be talked about. She doesn't. No, but. She's okay with it? You know, it's nice because I've been listening to previous podcasts, and yeah. every now and then you can hear Katie laugh softly in the background. Sure. That's what I shoot for now. I've realized that she is the audience, and when she laughs, then you know you said something funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Katie knows this, but, like, I'm always looking over at Katie to see what she <laughs> Now thinks. you're going to make herself conscious about it. Well, but, she, but she's also never listening to us. That's true. She's doing other stuff over there. She's like, what do you do She's over doing there? technical stuff. Multitasking. Right. She's like, you know. Moving switches and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's she's cutting and scratching. Yeah, it would be weird if I just like this. That is that would be weird. That would be. It, well, that's the nice thing is when we get her attention with comedy with something funny, then that's nice. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. You can imagine just how much the people at home are laughing. All three of them. Yes. No, no, no. Apparently, we, we've got very good numbers. Yeah, is, we're doing all right. Is what I'm hearing. Let's get more. Everyone who's listening, tell ten friends. Tell ten. That's greedy. Tell eight friends. Okay. Tell five friends. Um. Uh, let's talk about something fun this week. I would, uh, you know, I, I I would like to say something, Kevin. Oh, okay. Go ahead. This being week seven of okay. our pad podcast. Is that right? Okay. Week I, seven. Okay. I was listening to week four, the Carrie Clifford episode. Yeah. And I want you to say, I, I want you to know that uh, you had an excellent joke that <laughs> that actually was, it was walked over. It was treaded over. Not by me, but, you know. Right. But, you but, can't relive a joke, though. No, me. but you can't. I want everyone to, to know. It was during the guinea pig story, and I was right. talking about, you know, the guinea pig being smacked over the, the table, and you were speculating that it was, maybe it was the first time they had done that. Right. And in the background, I heard you say, you know, that, that guinea pig was the guinea pig. Right. But Cliffy and I were just, we were gibbering about something thing. else. You were flirting. And then Cliffy tried to talk to you, and you got a little snippy. You were like, no, right. I was just you know, telling a joke over here. I, I thought that was an A-list joke. I, when I listened to the podcast, I heard it, and I thought that was an A joke. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent joke. Subtle. Thank you. It, you know, it's the kind of joke that, like, if it was in a film, on your third viewing of the movie, you right. would hear that joke in the background. Right. And, start, and it would become your favorite joke. Right. So I want you to know yes. that I acknowledge your A joke. Thank you. You're welcome. We should start doing that. Like, four weeks ago, you told a joke that I don't think I gave you enough kudos for. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear it at the time because sure. I, I was busy hitting on Cliffy. <laughs> and, and now uh, you've heard it. And now I have heard it. Okay. And it was excellent. But you were mad at Cliffy because Cliffy was the, really the one stomping. No, no, no. I'm, not, I, 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 uh, I'm glad that Cliffy... I mean, I, I want... If people come in here, I'd like for them to be yeah. aggressive. And be not aggressive. Be <laughs> right. aggressive. I don't want them to just sit back. No, no, you don't. And in fact, when I say you're mad, I don't. I know you're really sure. not mad. Sure. And you were faux mad, flustered a little. No, I, flummoxed. I was a little flummoxed. I don't think you were. I don't think you were. But it is when you know you've drilled an A joke and nobody's listening. The the nice thing about having a podcast is that you know it was cemented in time. Sure, people it, can go back and listen to it now. Now they can. Right. I wish, See, I, I wish I had a time code for it. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's it's uh it's in the th- the last quarter. It's towards the end. It it when you finally, no, you know what you do. That's that's a dumb thing to do. You should just not tell them. Then you have to listen to the whole episode. I meant the third quarter. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's what they do on uh, you know a newscast. Everything. You know, everything. Tune in for yeah. Whatever. They tease you on the news. Okay, but anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna chew it in honor of the guinea pig joke. All right. Um, we thought pretty fun. We 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 got the fun topic to talk about. We um, you know, as as we. We've made a bunch of movies. We've made a bunch of movies in our time, right? I don't think these people know that because we never talk about them. We don't talk about them? Super Troopers and Beer Fest and Club Dread and Slam and Salmon, all those movies. And uh, 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 they're pretty rated R. We've done some very rated R things in these movies. We have. Like there's a lot of sex and drugs and and, and weird, creepy... Yeah, I mean, like, like things like, that you. What? I, I know I, personally, my list is extensive. I have sure. uh, in Super Troopers, I, I uh, masturbated... Right. I, I used a radar gun to to t- time the speed of my jerking off in my car with a a noose around my neck. Yes. And I ca- coughed up a piece of gum out of my mouth. <laughs> right. um, what else did I do? Beer did? fest. You jerked off frogs. I did for reals. Right. Um, what other nasty things have I done? I, I mean, I've smoked pot and I've been naked. Sure, you did a strikeout. And oh, the strikeout. The strikeout was an amazing thing. That was a. Uh, um, a bong hit followed by a, a shot and a chug of beer, and then I blew out the, the smoke. Right. And, uh, you know, and I was very public about the fact that I did all of it for real. Right. And did it about five times. It went times. viral. It went viral. Now there's probably about like ten or 20,000 people doing strikeouts on YouTube. Sure. Uh, to the point where I had a, uh, a woman come up to me at Madison Square Garden. At the Rangers game? 
a Rangers game, she came up to me. She slapped me across the face. And she out said, of the blue? Out of the blue. There was a line. Well, what had happened was there was a line of people who had spotted me and, and wanted to take pictures and sign autographs. Why? When I say a line, Why? I mean a long line, Kev. I mean like three people. That's a, a line. Okay, good. And, uh, no, whatever, even if it's one person. It was, it's good it, for you. It was about 12. It was about 12 deep, Okay, Kev. that's great. And she was at the back of it, and I was like, you know, I was like, now what's this old bird after here? <laughs> like, well, what am I going to get? Because the first 11 were all college dudes. Sure, baseball caps. Backwards. Sure. You know, drunk. Right. You know. Yep. Rangers fans. Rangers fans who right. also happen to be Broken Lizard fans. Right. And then there's this, you know, this older woman sure. at the back of the line. And, you know, and to me, I'm, I'm like, shit. Like, my inner monologue is like... Damn, Lem Dog, you got it. Like, everyone wants a piece of you. You cross all boundaries, bro. Man, you're like the crossover. Guy. You got no demographic because it's all demographic. Yeah, I hit college dude demographic, but I also got them older ladies. Sure, okay. So she's in the back of the line. Yeah, now, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Finally, she gets right up to me, slaps me across the face, and says, "You're the reason my son dropped out of college." Oh, and walked away. Say what now? Yeah, and then like my friend who was with me like gave me a subtle low five. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean? That she that he got he drank his way out of whatever. whatever. I you know I feel like say, like going back up to her, excuse me and slapping her across sure, the face. Do it. It's all. It's the parents. Sure. It's about the parents. You're not a role model. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't uh, give him permission to watch my movie. Right. To do strikeouts yeah. until he failed out of college. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the reason why he's interested in doing drugs. That's your. That's on you, mom. Well, I'll tell you one thing though. People after beer fest, people did say this to us, like you know. Do you feel like maybe you contributed to, you know, people drinking that way? And I'm like, look, man, we didn't invent those drinking games. No. We didn't invent beer. You know who invented right. beer? The, the, the Mesopotamians. <laughs> they did. In Sumeria. And they played quarters back then. Yeah, they probably did. They probably did. The Sumerians, let me put it to you this way. The Sumerians invented uh, written language. Mm-hmm. They in, invented war. Okay. They had the first army. Okay. This is great. This is historical. They invented beer. Right. I'm sure there were drinking games back then. And I'm sure they all mixed together somehow. They did war. Spoken. Written word. Language. Yeah. Beer. That's the first game of Thumper. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, it's like for her to come after us, you know, I've seen, I saw Animal House. Sure. It didn't make me want to, you know, have a toga party. Yes, it did. It did. Yes, it, it did. did. Don't lie. It did. It did. But this brings us to the thing. Like, this is what we're talking about here is we've done all these things in these movies, and people ask us these questions because, you know, they know that we have families and parents and whatever, mm-hmm. and they always ask us, like, what do your parents think about this? What do your parents think about you jerking off frogs or you vomiting in the toilet or you being chained to a toilet or be, me being naked, powdered sugar? You know, what are they... What do yeah. your parents think about that shit? It's interesting. Like, you just went through a little sizzle reel of some of the things y- you've done. Yes. You know, and I, I suppose if I had a child and he was doing those things, I might be a little wary sure. of some of that stuff. I mean, I mean, we can take it back to the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, when we were doing sketch comedy. Right. I mean, I remember, like, I remember the very first time that I felt the impact that I— that I really started to understand that my parents were watching this and right. they had a personal stake in this thing was uh, when we did the, um, we were doing a fake uh, TV commercial. Right, we were we were doing live comedy, live stage shows right out of college. Sketch comedy. Right, we were in New York City. 21 years old at a place called The Duplex. The Duplex. Down in uh, a, a Sheridan gay Square. A cabaret bar. Yeah, it was the only place that would have us. Um, yep. We had no track record and they said, we'll, we'll let you have Wednesday nights. Yeah. And uh, so we had this this uh, spoof of, a, of a, a laundry detergent commercial, and it was that somebody had – this laundry detergent was claiming they could get out the toughest stains. Right. And <laughs> to prove it, what they were doing was going into the Smithsonian and getting JFK's blood-stained shirt. Right. And they were going to clean that From that, that fateful day in, uh, in Dallas, in Texas. Yeah. And we – did the the sketch and there was an audible gasp from the audience. Yeah, and then afterwards, now I always well because the sketch was they write the word in they write JFK with the deter- remember those detergent ads right you'd yeah. write the word like Tide and then hold it up and the word Tide would be written in the stain yeah you know what I mean it was JFK we wrote JFK in the blood stain and then held up the shirt and, and it said <laughs> JFK in the blood stain yeah and it's like look how clean it gets your shirts you yeah know? which we thought was hysterical hysterical we thought it was hysterical. But I remember my father came up to me, and he's not even from this country. Sure. He's from Argentina. Sure. And he came up to me and said, Steven Lemmy, 
don't you ever make that joke about JFK again. JFK was a great man. Right. And like and and you had crossed the line. I had. We cro- had crossed the line. Our parent. It was a gasp from our parents in yeah. the crowd when they saw that punchline. Did your Did your parents come up to you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you, oh your mom reprimanded my mom you. and dad. I mean, my my mom was like, Kevin Heverton, you will never make that joke again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we loved JFK. You know, and I I like JFK too. I'm not. It was just a joke. Yeah. But it what? didn't. What it, what it meant was it didn't start well. Like our parents. That was like the first shit that they saw. I remember us. we commiserated a- afterwards. Yeah. We used to go to the, the the corner bistro and have beers right. after every show we did. And I remember like being like, "Oh man, my dad like came down on me hard about that." <laughs> and you're like, "I know, my mom forbade me from doing it." And we're like, "Oh, we can't do that again." Right. But you know, it honestly it makes sense though. Like you know, if if my son was in a sketch comedy group and he did a nine eleven joke, which yeah. is something that happened you know, sure. before he was born, sure. I would go up to him and, and be like, you do not. I'd actually put on a Spanish accent. <laughs> you do not make fun of uh, the Twin Towers disaster. Right. No, I, no, I know. I mean, it, it, it just didn't start well. I mean, in the sense of like, okay, there was a lot more to come for them. Like, there was a lot more shit for them to see. It got worse. But at that point, it didn't start well. And, and our parents were certain people who, they were always very supportive of us, but they weren't necessarily people in showbiz. They weren't no. like my dad is a judge. My dad was a judge for yeah. thirty-two years and a lawyer. And I I went to law school. You you uh, here? Let me just break in here and chew it for a second. Two chews for the number of bars that Kevin Heffernan has passed. Right. Two. Right. You are a lawyer in Connecticut and New York. Yes. Now I think a number of people out there. Like swerved off the road just now. Yeah, they, they dropped their coffee cups. Yeah, Farva. I can't believe that shit. Is a lawyer in two states, but I will say this: that you're not a very good lawyer. Thank you. Like we. That's have, why I'm in show business. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. Our we've had a few legal uh, loopholes come back to bite us in the ass, and we always turn and look at you. Like, right? Where were you on this day? Yeah, and it was like me. I had a, like a law degree for like six months, and then all of a sudden I was supposed to be an expert on entertainment law. You, cause, uh, like, we've had lawyers that have fucked up, you know, after 20 years of experience, mm-hmm. but it still sticks with me that I'm that guy. Name names. Name names. No, I'm not going to name any names. Okay. I'm not going to name any names. But you're not but, a great lawyer, but that's also because you half-assed. Well, I never was a lawyer. That's the whole, that's part of the point of the story, was that yes. we, uh, uh, I went to law school, and was supposed to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. and then we, uh, the, the day that I graduated, and I was studying for the bar exam in New York, we got the green light to go shoot Puddle Cruiser, our first movie. Yeah. And I remember calling up my dad, and I was like, uh, Dad, I am not going to take the bar exam <laughs> because I'm going to go make this independent film for $250,000. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, and I was like uh, he's like, you just did three years of law school. And I was like, I know. He said, you do not take the ball down to the goal line and not cross over into the goal line. Ooh, a football metaphor. Correct. Yeah. And I said, well... I could take the bar another time. He's like, yeah, it won't take the bar another time. If you don't do it now, you'll never do it. And I was like, I'll do it. I promise you I'll do it. And so I said, I'll make the movie. And they were very supportive, but it was, a, it was a, an awkward time. I mean, yeah. here's a guy who just you know, shelled out some dough, and I spent three years, and blah, blah, blah. now I'm going to go make a movie yeah. with my buddies from college. Yeah. And, and, and not just your abstract buddies from college, buddies that your dad knows. Yeah, Lemmy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a college dropout. Yeah, Lemmy, Chandrasekhar. Yeah. Are you going to make movies with those guys? Yeah, I mean, let's paint the picture also of what was going on back then. Because, like, from my parents' perspective, I had dropped out. Yeah. I dropped out my senior year. Yeah. Which uh, my dad and I still can't talk about it. Yeah. I tried I tried recently. And this is some time, this is like, you know, a while ago. Yeah. Many, much time has passed. My dad sure. and I started chatting about it the other day. He was like, I do not want to talk about that. Right. Well, you, know, you should say, though, because... My dad is a judge. Your dad's a chemical engineer. Your dad is a very yeah. My dad has a great story. Your dad has a great story. My my dad is a chemical engineer. He's from Argentina. He actually d- uh, decided to move to the states when he was thirty. Right. Um, he was a professor of chemical engineering back in Argentina, and uh, so he came here. And he actually didn't speak any English. Wow. Not a lick. Not a lick. Right. And so. And the romantic part of that is what. I'm getting there. Oh, good. Okay. I'm getting there, Kane. Right. But this is this is a two prong attack here. Okay. Because, okay. Because my father comes here. He tries to get a job. Sure. At a chemical engineering place, and they tell him that he has to. He they told him that he had to have an American diploma. Right. So now he had to go back to chemical engineering school to get an American degree in chemical engineering. Right. But he also had to go to to English school. 
to speak English. To learn how to speak English. Sure. Now, I don't know if... if, if, if I know you, you don't really speak other languages. I don't. But, like, for instance, I speak Spanish. I know. And when I have been interviewed for, like, Spanish uh, television or entertainment yeah. stations, and I do it in Spanish... I still need I, I don't know the words for the jargon of entertainment. Right. Even. But I do love when you do that. It's always very convenient. It's nice. Well, cuz the you know, a lot of people in the world speak other languages. Yeah. It's helpful that we have someone who does. Right, right. Like you. I think I'm the only person. Uh yeah, cuz Jay doesn't speak Hindi. He doesn't speak like Urdu or whatever it is. No. He doesn't speak that stuff. No. no he, and like Soder doesn't speak like Czechoslovakian yeah, or Bulgarian <laughs> or whatever he is. Romanian. <laughs> right. Thank goodness. Stolansky doesn't speak Swedish, so. No. But he's but Swedish 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 is an easy language to learn. You're basically like you know how you say hand in Swedish? How? Hand. <laughs> and and you know how you say foot in Swedish? How? Foot. Oh, why don't we just have the same thing? What's uh, what's uh, what's here, uh, here I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. There's there's a list. There's okay. a list. But I, I like jacuzzi. I'm going I'm I'm doing it. Okay. 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 This, this is how you say jacuzzi in Swedish. This is no joke. I was okay. married to a Swedish girl. Sure. I married oh, a Swedish. Okay. That's a whole that's a whole other story. That's an like episode. Me. That's an yeah, episode. Yeah, we sit on that. That's Put a, a pin great, in that. You write that down, though. I that's will. that's I a great will. episode. Okay. But uh, so I, I speak uh, fluent Swedish. And okay. uh, this is how you Just say tell jacuzzi. Me, yeah, yeah, tell me jacuzzi. I'm getting there, Kevin. <laughs> Queen. And then we're going to tell people how you got the nickname <laughs> that's Queen, That's too. a different story, too. Okay. That's a whole different story. Okay. Um, jacuzzi. This is how you say jacuzzi in Swedish. Boobelpool. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you think I'm joking. But that is booble pool, bubble pool, bubble pool, bubble pool, booble pool. Oh my god! Why this, don't we call it that? This is how you say. Why do we say jacuzzi? I don't know. Well, How's that word? Maybe because maybe because the Italians. Italiano. Yeah, a jacuzzi. Hey, get in the jacuzzi. Um, okay, here's this is uh, the word for well, ice hockey stick in Swedish is okay. ice hockey club. <laughs> <laughs> so stick club is stick okay. club. Okay. How how great! How intelligent that is. Yeah. This here's another one. Uh, wheelchair. Okay. In Swedish, roll stool. <laughs> <laughs> this is again. I'm not making this up. Sure. Um, okay. You're gonna like this one too. Okay. Throw up. Okay. Spidupa. <laughs> spit up. Okay. Spit up. Spidup. That makes sense. Spidupa. The Swedish seem like they got their shit together. Man. Yeah. You know how you say earthquake? How? Uh, ground shaking. <laughs> okay, that's not, true. that's not true. That's not true. But, but doggy style, doggy style yeah. is hundestil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. I don't know what to believe anymore. That that's everything was true except for uh, earthquake. earthquake. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right so anyway, so, so my dad is my dad is right. learning English to learn how to, and also learning you know technical words, chemical engineer. He's got to learn how to say argon in Spanish, right? Or in English. Okay. Argon. <laughs> it translates to argon. <laughs> okay. You know. Okay. Anyway, I've digressed. But the, sure, sure. But the, so, point, but, but the point is he had to learn English. My dad had How to, did he learn English? Had to learn English, and uh, he went to um, an English school where my mother happened to be the teacher. Oh. And, uh, and what happens is he fell in love with her. Oh. And uh, it's an argument. Your mom was his? English teacher. English teacher. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, I mean, think about how many fucking guys have come through there, Spanish guys. I see that. speak English. Uh, think how many guys have come through Did there. Did you say who speak English? No, what? who don't speak English. Okay, because you better not have seen my people. And guys, you know, she must have seen a million of them. She did. A million, a dime a dozen. Yeah, there's a dime those, a dozen. Those Spanish. And your dad yeah. must have been something special. He, he was, still is. Right. He's a good-looking man. Why don't you make a movie about that? Well, we're going to get to that. I mean, my, oh. About your dad falling in love with your mom well, and the thing. Well, it's, That's an, interesting, it's an interesting thing because, like, when my dad fought, like, there's a custom in Argentina. I, I looked over at Katie. She's not paying attention. She, doesn't she is. She is. She's paying attention. When we talk love, that's when Katie really tunes out. Okay. Well. Because she's hard. Sure, sure. She's hard. Sure. San Francisco. She wants to laugh. It's hard to hear this yeah, love. Shit. Ah, God damn it. If I wanted to hear about love, I'd uh, listen to Hardwick's podcast. Yeah, give me a break over yeah. here. Okay. Uh, no, so like, so uh, so my dad fell in love with my mom. It's an Argentinian custom when you when you meet a woman, fall in love with her, you follow her home. Oh, okay. To, to make sure she gets Creepy. home safely. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. that's what we're talking. That's third world <laughs> shit right there. Okay. Uh, and and so my dad would follow my mom home on the subway. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, a Hispanic dude following a white woman home on the subway in New York City. Like, there we got a word for that. It's called stalking. Yeah. Stalking. I mean, I mean, how did that work? Like, she would just, like, glance down into the subway car, and your dad would be sitting in the last seat on the car looking yeah. at her? Yeah, because as, as my dad defends it, as my dad defends it now, he's like, no, no, you're not just, you let her know you are following her. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, so she knows you're creepy. Right. And if she calls the cops, that means she's not attracted to you. And if she doesn't. Uh, you know, blow her whistle, then you're sure. good. Then sure. you're in. Sure. 
and you're in. Anyway, so so he, but the point is, he got the same degree in two different language in two right. different. So languages. this guy uh, uh, did not drop out of school. Yeah, quite the opposite of you. Yeah, he. Yeah. Worked really hard to get a couple of degrees. Yeah, hated that I that I had dropped out of college. Yeah, and then we actually had it out. Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, because you know I when I dropped out, what I did was I I came back to New York where I'm from, and you had and Jay had moved here and we're right. living together, and I started sleeping on your. You couch. lived on our couch. Yeah, every night. And Jay would lend you money yeah. every day, and not just any money, booze money. Yeah, yeah, dr- going out drinking money, yeah, booze and pizza money. So I was like, I let me living on our couch. I mean, whatever. You, in those days, you had all kinds of people living on your couch. Yeah, but, you know. but I had like. But you were the guy. And what did I look like, Kev? Oh my God! It was a, it was a, it was a Lemmy. I can't even. You can't even imagine. It was. Uh, 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 he had long hair, stringy. Um, <laughs> he had double earring. Mm-hmm. One, he, one in each ear. One in each ear, like George Michael. Yeah, and uh, he wore this this outfit all the time. At that, he wore he wore uh, like a, 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 a tasselly. Uh, uh, coat like a not leather tassels, tassels coat. fringed. Yeah, it had tassels on it. No, tassels have like a knot on the end <laughs> of the fringe. All right, so it was a fringe without the knot on the end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you wore uh, shorts, mm-hmm. like cargo shorts, and work boots. Mm-hmm. That was the look back then. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was, that the, was look. the look. And we were living in the West Village. Yeah. So it was West Village, double earring, tassely coat. Got a lot of attention. You got a lot of attention. <laughs> you got a lot of attention. Yeah. And your dad must have fucking loved it. Oh, I mean, he, this is a guy, he's from Argentina, he's South Not, American through and through, loves soccer. Right. And you dropped out of college. I dropped out of and college, and I was a drunk. You were a drunkard. I'd, I'd come home, and when I slept at home, yeah, I remember, like, he was not proud of me. Like, we had, uh, we, there was one day I woke up, oh, and the reason I dropped out of college was because I severed my Achilles tendon. Right. And I got by, I wasn't. Because you were drunk, you put it through a window. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Right. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, and so I couldn't go to class. I feel for the first we two took weeks. you in. You were like a stray dog, Jay and I. We took you in. You were. Uh, and we jo- you joined the comedy group. A dog with a limp, with a broken <laughs> wing. Yeah. Exactly. You both have like, like a three-legged dog. Yeah. That's what you were. Yeah. Lemmy huh. the three-legged dog. Okay. And uh, and you fed me booze. I <laughs> <laughs> gave you money. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But so my dad, I remember there was one morning, like uh, you know, I woke up at like. Two in the afternoon, and like limped out into the living room to see what was up. That was my attitude back then. Like, what's up out here? (laughs) Two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I had boxers, and like, and that was it. Yeah, limped out, my hair down, my earrings, and everything. My dad had like had a work friend over for lunch or something. Yeah, they were having lunch at at our house, and uh, and you could see the look on my dad's face. Oh my god, they're both in like suits. Yeah, and my dad was like, eh. Uh, uh, Steven, uh, this is uh, Jerry Davino. Uh, Jerry Davino, this is my son, and uh, uh, this is my son. <laughs> <laughs> not he didn't know what to say. Not pleased at all. He had no, nothing, nothing, nothing he could follow up with. Yeah, and obviously when I started doing sketch comedy, he was not excited. No, like what the? But he wanted you to get a job too, right? He, I mean, he. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It's like after a month of that, he said, uh, you know. Okay, uh, you are going to uh, to uh, get a job and uh, and pay rent to yeah. us if you're going to live here. Right. Now, my whole life, he had always said, you know, one time, one day in life, I will tell you what I did uh, when I came to this country for work. Mm-hmm. But he would never tell me. He would mm-hmm. never tell me. And finally, this one time, you know, he said, why don't you wait tables or something like that? And I was like, I don't want to wait tables, Dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> asshole. You know, like with my long hair and everything. And he got Latin pissed, and he he was like, you know how I always said uh, one day I was going to tell you what I did when I came to this country? Yeah. You want to know what I did? Yeah. You really want to know what I did? Yeah. I was a dishwasher. Mm. And and he, like, mm. and he laid it down for me. He told me how he used to wash dishes at a restaurant, and mm. also he sold hot dogs in Times Square mm. God. down in the subway station. While he was learning to speak English, while he was going to get a new, another degree. Yeah. And the very, the very, you are a piece of shit. I, I and you I, you are a piece of shit. And you know, like we, you know, he was. I went to a very elite private school in New York City, which sure. we discussed. Sure, very yeah. expensive. Your mom was a teacher there. Yeah, I lost my scholarship early on because I was such oh, a fuck up. God, my God, let me. And so, like, he was paying out the ass for that and my college education. And here, I had dropped out mm. on the goal line. Mm. I had I had dropped. And he was ball. a dishwasher, and he was a dishwasher. I guess it's better than if he was sucking dick in Times Square or something. <laughs> what What if I like sucking dick in Times Square? Not what you, him. Me happy. Not oh, you, yeah. him. It, 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 I, I remember my heart was racing because I was like, like what, "What did is he, he do? Yeah, what the hell did he do? I was a hustler. <laughs> I was a chicken hawk. 
Men used to pay me to jerk off in front of them. Like the scene in Boogie Nights? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see your dick. I was beaten up so many times. Yeah. Pick up trucks. No, but it was a noble thing. He was a dishwasher, and you were a you were a wasteoid. Yeah, you were a punk. Yeah, but so I went out the next day, and I got a job. Right. Um, and then came the sketch comedy. Yeah, and so at this point now, now you're going to do sketch comedy. He's like, oh my god. And then you, uh, we decided to do this first movie, and you bring the script to your parents to try to get them to throw some money into it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, my parents, t- to be fair, you know, my parents came to every sketch comedy show we ever did. Yeah. Everyone. They were very supportive. When they saw when they saw that we were doing something and actually pursuing a goal, constructive, like everything changed between my parents and, and me. Like they were supportive and everything and they would bring friends to the shows and now we were going to make a movie and they were excited about it and so I gave them the script and my dad was was into it. Yeah. But uh, my mom uh, unilaterally passed on the project. <laughs> she read the script, Puddle Cruiser, and she said, uh, I don't, we don't really get it, so we're going to pass. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, Mom. And then I had given the script also to her sister, my aunt, right. to also maybe kick Because that's the thing. What we did was with Puddle Cruiser, we tried to raise money from our families. Yeah. Right? Get people throwing five grand, ten grand here. Friends there, and family. You, yeah, put yeah. Together, you put together, you know, a prospectus and yeah. say, here's the budget. It's going to go to this and this. We're going to shoot yeah. it here. And you're probably not going to get your money back. Yeah. Which legally you actually have to tell <laughs> yes, people. Yes. Um, but so, you know, you expect your your family at least are going to be the ones who are like, okay, here's, you know, a few thousand bucks sure. into the kitty. Right? Sure. My mom passed. Yeah. And then my aunt uh, was like, yeah, sure, I'll give you some money. And my mom was like, uh, 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 oh, boy. maybe you should read the script first. Oh, my gosh. And, she cock-blocked it? And I, I looked at her, and my, my dad was like, hey, Gloria! <laughs> Gloria! <laughs> I was like, Mom, you can't do that. She's like, I just want her to know what uh, her money's going into. Anyway, sure. they they ultimately both invested in the movie. And then Chandrasekhar put the wrong name in the credits when he was thanking your mom. Yeah, my true? mom's name is Gloria <laughs> Lemmy. He said, he said, thank you, Lin- Carlos and Linda Lemmy. Which is incredibly disrespectful. Oh, my God. That's horrible. He called your mom. It put in writing in the credits. Yeah. Well, and that's also because that was Stolhansky's mom name, Linda Stolhansky. Yeah. Well, it was also our buddy, uh, Ricky. I thought maybe that's what it was. Or was it? Uh, uh, I can't remember who, I can't who remember. it was, but it was like, then he tried to blame it on me. Yeah. And right. he already had it out for you. Yeah. Because he was mad at you. Because uh-huh. there was one time, I don't know if you remember this, where like he complained to me. He was like, I am mad at Kevin. Oh, yeah. And I was oh, like, your dad doesn't like me. Yeah, I was didn't like, like me. What's yeah. uh, what did Kevin do? He's like, I went up to him after the show, and I tapped him on the shoulder and he, to tell him a good job, mm-hmm. and he turned around and he looked at me like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I was like, you know, he was probably all caught up in the in the hustle and bustle and everything like that, you know. But that that to my defense, in my defense, that yeah. was early in our relationship. Mm-hmm. It was the first shows we were doing in New York. I don't know if I've ever, if I had ever met your dad at that point, right? Or if I met the guy knowing that it was your dad, right? Which is hard to believe now because we know each other so well, so well. But like at the time, and so this guy tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, "Good job," and I was like, "Who's this guy with a fucking Spanish accent? Yeah. Who's this greasy Spanish?" I, I didn't guy. connect him to you because yeah. I didn't even know what your background was at that point. Yeah, you're like, "Who's this Andy Garcia, yeah. like slicked back hair?" Yeah, uh... I figured you were, you know, Jewish or Italian. Or sure, it was. sure. And I so, always knew you were Irish. Thanks, man. And so this guy says hi to me, and I'm, I, hey, how are you? You know, but I, what, it was impersonal the way I did it because I didn't know who he was. Right. And he he was offended, and he held it over me for a, quite a long time. Oh, he still remembers quite a long. He time. He still remembers. But that's interesting because your dad, your dad, and I, uh, like, I mean, what he assumed I was the I was the sick puppy. I was like the drunk kid on your couch. Right. And you were. And I was. And yeah. when I'd go to your house, I was the long haired kid who'd leave like long hairs on the couch that right. I was sleeping on. Right. And you know we drink too much. Sure. And uh, but now you know I saw him recently. We we're so tight now. Me and your dad. Which is surprising because of well, it's not surprising, but it's the my dad always has criticism of your comedy. That's a whole. That's a <laughs> yes. Your dad stand up comedy wise. Your dad has come up to me. I remember after the Boston show, he came up to me. He's like Steve. Uh, you mind if I offer you my uh, my critique of your uh, your performance? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're going to give it to me anyway, right, Big Mike? And he said, yeah, I am. And I said, all right, give it to me. And he's like, okay, the uh, the delivery, an A. The the material, an F. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, say what you really f- feel, Big Mike. And well, granted, you did do 15 minutes of masturbation material that night. I did. Yeah. I did. But Which the part- is fine with me. This is This goes back to our original story. Yeah. Where it's like. That's what you think is funny. That's what you're doing. That's what the parents are seeing. Exactly. And how are they reacting? And my dad gave you an F yeah. on your material. This is, I mean, this is the, this is this end of the spectrum now. This is like after a like, my dad had finally come to grips. I know we'll we'll tell a few stories about some of these things, but like, 
you know, my dad came and saw us do stand-up comedy, and after the Broken Lizard tour, when I did the masturbation routine, yeah. then you and I went on a, our solo tour, right? and I was doing a routine about my dad's dick. Right, which people can see in our special Fat, Fat Man, Man, Little, Little Boy, Boy on Netflix. You were doing that bit. You were doing the dad's dick bit. I was doing the dad's dick bit because, uh, truthfully, I had seen my dad's dick yeah. by my pool that day. Sure. He, he had opened his legs, and, and he w- was wearing a bathing suit without right. a liner, and I saw it. So I did a whole... Fifteen minutes about right, it, right? With him in the audience, with my dad in the audience, and I said, and I said, by the way, my dad is here uh, <laughs> today, and people cheered, and I was like, if you want to know uh, who he is, he's the one with his dick hanging out, and people cheered again, and my dad, you know, you can feel my dad's temper rising from sure. the, from the crowd. Sure. He's Latin. He's Argentinian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so my dad won't come to any he more stand up shows. No, but respectfully, he cleared it with me. That's fine. I mean, that's good. I mean, they they came around in in other ways anyway. I mean, despite the fact that. Our material is a little blue for our parents. We figured out a good way to get around that. Yes. Well, certainly I did. Well, okay, so we're making Puddle Cruiser. We're We're making Puddle Cruiser. Now we're back at the beginning, and we're we're making Puddle Cruiser. Now what happens? Uh, Well, uh, 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 Super Troopers was when they kind of, the turn for, uh, certainly my dad. My mom turned on Puddle Cruiser. Sure, yes. Because we, we decided, I decided what the best way to win them over was to put them in the movies. Yeah. Like, if you gave them a part in the movie, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden maybe they would cut you some slack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it really worked for me because it got to the point where my parents were, like, begging to be in the movies, you know? Well, they got—I mean, your mom was in Puddle Cruiser yep. and got the Heffernan family off to an auspicious start. <laughs> she plays—for those of you who've seen Puddle Cruiser, she plays Marjorie, the cafeteria woman. Right. And she really nailed it. She did a good job. Yeah, I mean, and she didn't ever have a line, right? She just had a, she somebody's calling her, making fun of her, and then she looks at the phone in an inquisitive, uh, inquisitive way. Yeah, but she nailed it, and she looked the part. She did. It, it tells you what, like, uh, if you're an actor, like, your look relative to the character you're playing is very important. Yes. And she fit the bill of cafeteria lady very well. And she the, did. Not that, I mean, Jane, if you're listening to this, you yeah. know I love you. Right. You know I love I don't mean to imply that you, <laughs> there's anything to you, but in costume, like, you got but, into yeah, it. Yeah, you got her in the costume. Yeah. She got into it. Okay, so now. But, but but Super Troopers was the big one because you still have a situation where they don't, my parents don't understand. You know, the, uh, they still don't love the material. And then um, uh, I said, hey, do you want to part in Super Troopers? And they're like, yeah, 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 sure. And so uh, uh, I didn't tell them what the part was, uh, but they came. And uh, the part that we gave to them were the chicken fuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like in the movie, Farva walks up to the van and he calls the, you know, they pull over the driver and he calls the driver chicken fuckers. Those are my parents. Yeah. Right. And so that was the point to put them in that scene because when you shoot a movie, you do like 20 takes. So I did 20 takes of yelling oh, yeah. chicken fucker in my dad's face. Oh, yeah. Which, if you know my dad, the judge, it's a funny thing to do. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, like, he turns to the camera to look at, at your mom. Yeah. And so you get a really good he's look acting. at him. He's acting. Well, he's only, he's your dad. I feel bad because I always say this to him, but he's, you know, he's not a good actor. He's not, he's not a good actor. Yeah, well, I got all the acting genes, bro. Y- you did. You did. Uh, but, like, because your dad, here's the thing. Your dad looks like a judge. Sure. Like, he's got judging eyes. Sure. Like, y- you know. Like he, when he, he looks at you, you feel it. You feel the judgment. Right. But that's a, it was a good reason to cast them because if you put like a goofy dude in there, it wouldn't have the same impact as a as a middle aged couple. Yeah, who does not necessarily appreciate being called <laughs> oh, a chicken, chicken fucker. fucker. Yeah, right. yeah. And but, people like to hear like when I tell people, there's a scene people like. You know, you tell them those are my parents. It adds a little something. Extra oh yeah, to but it. we and we kept we kept that one going. I mean, you know, because we know the judge. We know yeah. how, what a hard ass he is. I mean, let's be honest. He's the person that made you. Sure. <laughs> you know, like you come from him. The apple doesn't fall far from the sure. tree. Like you know, like sure. like you know, tough tough fellow, tough yeah. Irish fellow, uh-huh. judgmental, right. And uh, great heart. Sure. Short temper, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but doesn't necessarily. Well, I guess he he can blow up too. He's Irish. Yeah, I probably blow up more than he does, though. He is a better, he is more even keeled. Than yeah, I. but you'll learn that by the time you're his age. Yeah. You'll, you'll learn to figure that out. Keep it cool. Figure that out. But but like uh, I I remember we wanted you to keep like we had the take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a trend in broken lizard movies. We've sure. got the take, and then we just want to like embarrass some somebody. Yeah. yeah, I'm yelling chicken fucker. Keep it going. Yeah, keep going. Keep it. Do, do it like angrier. You're like yeah. chicken fucker, <laughs> and do it like super happy chicken fucker. <laughs> and he didn't know what to make of it. Right. He's not an actor. Yeah. Um. My dad. Yeah. Though got jealous. Yes, that that was the thing. You tried the same thing. Well, my dad, my dad, you know, I, I wanted to, but like my dad, I mean, my dad is a little more emotional. 
Yeah. You know, like I remember the first time he saw Super Troopers in front of an audience and it had the the 20th Century Fox bumper. Yeah. You know, because you can imagine as a young boy in Argentina, like they don't even have the wheel over there. You know, and so it's like. You know, my dad, there was like Cinema Paradiso, like the movie theaters. Sure. When a movie came, like the whole village came. Right. You know, like, they, right. we, uh, the picture show is right. the coming to There's, town. There's uh, oxen and carts and things like that. Yeah, like outside. And shit. Yeah, yeah, chickens running up down the aisles. Yeah, I know, I get it. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. And so it's like, you know, like, we are going to see Rita Hayworth <laughs> and Clark Gabulo. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and like... When the so that 20th century Fox bumper represented like Hollywood and a sure. free land, it's probably what got him to come sure. to America. It still does. I mean, when we were kids and you saw things like you know, like uh, Star Wars or whatever it was, and you saw that that Fox thing come up, there. yeah, boy, oh boy, yeah. So when my dad saw that in front of Super Troopers, he cried, right? Oh, like that was sitting next to my parents, and a lot of times sitting next to my parents for those things are, are I know it are difficult. And that's the point, especially like for example, Super Troopers. Oh my God! I mean, let me tell you something. There is nothing. More embarrassing than looking up on screen and hearing yourself say, good enough to fuck your mother when you're sitting next to your mother. (laughs) Right. And she's seen me do like Puddle Cruiser. I'm naked and I have sex with a couple of women and I smoke weed on screen. Super true. Say I'm jerking off. Right. And you're sitting next to her in the crowd. Sitting next to her. I said, good enough to fuck your mother. She's like, what? What does that mean? (laughs) I'm like, I'll explain later. Sorry, mom. We make mom jokes. Yeah. No, I, I my parents were passive at that point because they they were in the movie. Yeah, but my in laws came. Oh my to god! To our to one of the first screenings of Super. Troopers. Oh, I remember that. We were in uh, Boston. I think we were showing it like at Northeastern. We were, we were showing it in Boston. We had a screening. We were up there, and everyone came. It was you know big theater. It was kind of like a Boston premiere, and and the in laws came, and they are uh, uh, people who 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 uh, weren't used to uh, what we did. Like my parents had gotten used to it at that point, they yeah. had no clue. They're conservative, and and my uh, 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 wife's a doctor, and you know they're marrying this guy who's a. I think we had just gotten married. Married this guy who was a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> one of those artsy weirdos. Yeah, and so um, uh, I remember they came to the screening, and we're in the theater, and uh, I I'm like standing over like by the aisle, and I can't see them. And I'm with my brother Pat, who's been in, who's our grip in our movies and been in a bunch of movies and stuff. And Pat's got an eye; he's got an eyesight; he's got an eye line. He could see. He got an eye line on on my <laughs> wife's dad. Okay. And so we hit that powdered sugar scene, the naked dick scene. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, my full frontal tuna can. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, oh my god, this is it, this is it. And I can't see him, and I'm so I'm, you know, Pat's giving me the play by play. I'm like, Pat, what's happening now? And he said, okay, uh, uh, Sue's dad. He, I said, is he watching this? He's got his head in his hands, <laughs> and he's wiping his brow. And I said, is he laughing? No, he's not laughing. <laughs> What's he, is he looking at the screen? No, he's not even looking at the screen. He's looking down between his legs with his head in his hands. That's, like, okay, okay. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, my God. And you had just married his daughter? Yeah. Oh, man, it was over. It, yeah. was, it was over at that yep. point. That's, okay, so, well, my dad, my dad... Your parents' stuff was so well received. Yes, the chicken fuckers. the actors. My dad was like, eh, eh, "Let me, eh, Stephen. Let me ask you a question. Why you know eh, eh, Jane Heffernan was in Paddle Cruiser, and then eh, Jane and Mike were in eh, Super Troopers? Mm-hmm. Why you know ask me to be?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know. Did you want to be in one of our movies?" He's like, "Yes, I would like to be in in one of your movies. I was an actor back in Argentina. Oh, you were. I, I didn't know that. Huh. I was like, oh, is that right? He's like, I was the pride of my village." <laughs> I was like, shut up, shut up. And he was like, I would very much like to be in your next movie. Okay. And But the next movie was Club Dread. Sure. And uh, that was a studio movie. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I wanted, there was a part uh, for the part of Coconut Pete's bodyguard. Right. Hank. Right. And Played in the movie by M.C. Ganey. M.C. Ganey. Wonderfully. Yeah. But, a great guy. But like there was a time we were talking about, well, maybe we could... You know, give the part to my dad because the, the movie takes place in Costa Rica. It's just, it's like, it'll be like a, a Costa sure. Rican tough guy is his, sure. is his bodyguard. Yeah. If there's any movie that your dad's going to be in, that's Co- it. Costa Rica. That's it. We have Hispanics right. everywhere. Right, sure. And so, uh, but the studio now, when you make a studio movie, they have to approve all of the casting choices. Right. And so, uh, so my dad, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> was given an audition. Okay. And uh, I worked with him on it, and it was... Uh, well, you had to, because you had to do an audition. Yeah, yeah. And so the uh, the, the scene is... 
There's a scene, if you've seen Club Dread, you remember that uh, the, the, the character Hank... Right, confronts play, the killer. Confronts the killer. Yeah, on the beach, yeah. And he says, let's see, what's the line he says? He says, uh, uh, there's always one... Fuckhead shitting in the apple pie. Yeah, well, you just shat in the one pie that knows how to shit back. Yeah, right. There it is. Right. Pe- piecemeal. Yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, we got it. And so I remember my dad looked at the at the side. He was like, "Eh, why would uh, someone want to shit in an apple pie?" <laughs> and I was like, "Dad, that's not the point." All of a sudden, he's Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, seriously. Right. You know, he's gonna question all the. Okay, okay. Like red leather, yellow leather, red leather. <laughs> yeah, he's doing breathing exercises. <laughs> And then I was like, Dad, just read the fucking dialogue. Like, right. This is what it is. We write random shit. You said you wanted in. Right. You said you wanted one of those funny lines. This is a funny line. And right. he's like, okay, okay. And this is a screen test now, a Hollywood screen test. And he's like, eh, eh, there's always one eh, eh, fuckhead who wants to shit in an apple pie for some reason. And uh, <laughs> you <laughs> shat in an apple pie that uh, can shit back, which is totally impossible. <laughs> and needless to say, he did not get the part. Oh. Which, I mean, he got he got shit on. Like he, people were like, "There's no way that guy's going to be in this movie." Oh yeah, yeah. We were trying to. We were like, "We can work with him. We can." Right. Well, let's get it. And then right. the the studio saw the thing, and they were like, "No, yeah. no." Yeah. We're a professional actors. Yeah, we're a studio. Yeah. Like hire somebody professional. Sure. So we did. So my dad was uh, was dejected. Yeah. And uh, he's never uh, he's never really come forward and wanted. To, I think the audition process scared him. Yeah. Because he's never come forward and, and asked for another well, part so, after you that. Know, that's right. I mean, my, my parents weren't in that movie either. Yeah, but your parents, I mean, your parents gained a certain amount of notoriety, right? Like, they've they've been recognized as the chicken fuckers they, now? Yeah. Yeah. They, people have recognized them as chicken fuckers before. I mean, it's a hard, I mean, it's a hardcore fan that'll recognize that. Oh, but, but. you got, well, you had a, like, a thing. What well, was the thing in the... Well, what happened was that um, uh, there was a point where, uh, uh, you know, we would go around and tell people, you know, this. my parents were the chicken fuckers, you know. And my dad... Again, who was the judge? We were at dinner one night at a restaurant, and he was kind of like, you know, Kev, I, uh, I spent thirty-two years on the bench and uh, done a lot of things, and I just want to be known as the guy who's the chicken fucker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get over yourself, come on. Yeah, it's 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 a it's like a thing in a movie. You don't even have a line. He's already got a movie actor ego now. Yeah, he's like, you don't have a line. People aren't gonna. People aren't going to recognize you as the, as the chicken fucker guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, we have dinner, and later on we're on our way out the door, and we pass the waiter, you know, who's who had waited on us that night, and we you know, said goodnight. And then from across the room he yells, goodnight, chicken fuckers. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was like, oh, no. Fucking chicken fucker. Chicken fuckers. Big Mike. Hey, you know, he should be happy about that. He should be happy. Yeah. He's uh, he's been in what? Uh, but then they were in uh, Beer Fest and they were in Slam and Salmon. What was he in Beer Fest? In Beer Fest, uh, they were. Uh, there's a point where like the Germans come into the restaurant in the Schnitzengegel, and uh, they like turn over ta- like they oh, challenge right. us right, and they turn over ta- they pull like a tablecloth off a thing, and my parents are sitting at the table that the Germans like flip over and pull the table. I remember off. that because that's where we discovered that your dad actually only has one acting expression. Yes. Like, it was the same one he did as the chicken right. fucker. Right, It's just, like, a shocked right. look. Right. And then uh, in the Slam... Slam and Salmon, he was uh, at the table with Pete Langell, and they were eating salmon. Yeah. They were customers uh, sitting at the table eating salmon. I remember I was mad at you about that, because uh, I remember, like, we recorded some dialogue that your parents were having, and it was so wonderful, because your mom was like... Oh yes, and that's you know. Well, Kevin was a breach baby, and which I did not know that I didn't know you came out feet first. Well, what, ha- what well, happened? What happened is first. they were kind of extras sitting in the background that we'd cut away to just people, you know, eating fish at the fish restaurant. And so you, when you're an extra, you, you, you know, we we mic'd them and we said, "Hey, just have some general babble going on, so it looks like you're talking in mean, a conversation." We'll, we're never going to re- hear it, right? But just have a conversation. And all of a sudden, my parents started going off. Like my mom starts talking about me as a baby, and you're like, "Wow, what the fuck are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And everyone's laughing at it. So yeah. you wanted that breach baby conversation I, to be in a even if it was just like a a cut over to them, and, and there's a woman going like, "And well, he was a breach baby." I <laughs> I still thought that was a nice cutaway of dialogue, but I guess that okay. one hit too close to home. For I you, guess huh? it did. Because now it did. now this is the thing: you came out ass first, correct? I did. That's an interest. I've never heard of that kind of breach baby. I've heard of well, they don't let you. They, I think they try to avoid that now because you, you have a cesarean. Yeah, know? they try to avoid that situation, or they try to turn the baby or whatever. But yeah. they couldn't turn me 
they didn't have cesarean. I, I don't know what it was. I think the cord was wrapped on my neck. And I was jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> Spitting gum out of your mouth. But I've always said, you know, like, you came into this world ass first, and that's the way you're going to leave, too. Okay. That's what my mom says to me, too. Uh, she does? She yeah. got it from me. Yeah, I guess so. You came in ass first. Yeah. Because yeah. you did. I did. But it worked out okay. All right, so now our parents are okay. They're okay with it. The, the new thing that I find for me, and you're going to find this for you, is now what do you, how do you, how do your kids deal with the fact with what you do? Yeah. Like, I have small kids now. How old are your kids? I have kids who are uh, they're 10, 8, and 5. Yeah. I actually know the answer to that question, yeah. but that was rhetorical so the, the people listening could hear. Sure. Yeah. And so now it's like, now people want to ask you what you do. You know, you get involved in school activities and things like that. You're like, well, I'm a rated R comedian. That's what I do. Right. And you can't tell kids that because there's no way to explain it. It's like... There are only two like groups of people. There's us, R-rated comedians, and CIA agents. Right? Yeah. Those are the only yeah. ones who can't tell a kid what they do. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what I do. Right. Right. Because what happened was my daughter said, "Hey, come in to, come in to uh, do parent teacher or parent uh, job day or whatever. Where the parents come and talk about their jobs, right? And so I went in this one day and and uh, I was like, you know. I uh, make movies. And like, oh, what kind of movies? And I was like, oh, I make comedy movies. Can we see some? Can we see those movies? And it's like, well, no, you can't see the movies. Well, why not? Because they're rated R. Well, what do you mean? Like, and I say, well, there's bad language and people kissing and things like that. Oh, yeah, people kissing and like, animals. Yeah, like girls kissing each other. And I was like, no, no, not girls kissing. Well, maybe there's a little bit of that too. There's sometimes. But anyway, so it's like, you know, it got to the point where it's like, well, why, why are you even here? When you cannot tell us what it is that you do. Mm. And it made me feel like an asshole. Did you feel shame? I did. I felt bad. And so when my next daughter said, can you come in? I I said, no, I'm not going to come in. Okay. And my wife went in. And that's tough because there are a lot of celebrity parents at your school. Uh, Well, there are. I mean, in L.A., you know, that's the way it works. Yeah. But but it happens that way. I mean, that's the... The nature of the beast. Like when when, when, uh, my oldest daughter got into... Was going into preschool... We were shooting Beer Fest at the time. And, um, you know, you have to go and have, like, a interview, right? So they, they wanted to uh, uh, have both parents come to the interview so the kid could come into the school, you know? And I was in New Mexico. We were in New Mexico shooting Beer Fest at the time, so my wife had to go in by herself. And they were very kind of inquisitive about why I wasn't. Where's the husband? Where's, your, where's the father? You know, and go, oh, he's a film. He makes films, and he's off making a film. Well, what's, the, what's the movie he's making? And she had, in this interview, she had, it's called Beer Fest. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What's that movie about? Oh, well, it's, a, it's, it's about binge drinking. Yeah. It's a, it's a movie about binge drinking. That's what it's about. Oh, that's very... That's great. That's interesting. Yeah. And so then I became that guy. Like, I was that guy at the school. And I always felt like I had a little thing. Like, people looked at me funny. And then the funny thing was one day, like, you would drop your kids off at school, and the teachers, like, helped get the kids out of the car, you know? So I dropped my daughter off at the school... And this guy takes her out of the car. And as he gets to the car, he leans back and he goes, I know who you are. <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh, okay, good. Thing. He goes, when are you guys going to make that weed fest? Yeah. See, this is a teacher. One of the teachers at the school, you know? Now, how does that make you feel knowing that that teacher was teaching your children obviously smokes weed? Uh, well, I, but he was the music teacher, first of all. Uh, oh, my God. You know, do you know? And he was a cool dude. So My music teacher, when I was, when I was like seven years old, his name was Mr. Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, but we didn't, and he's the one who taught us like the cookie jar song, but it, like okay. uh, we didn't know what his name is, but Mr. Reefer. Right. How old are you at this point? I mean, you don't know what Re- Mr. Oh, Reefer is. Oh, I'm like seven about. years old or right. something like that. No, right. we didn't know what slang was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we didn't know the, the, the slang for weed. Right. But, but now, looking back. As Mr. Reefer. If, if he, sweet name. A guy like that wouldn't get hired in a school now. No, nah. no, no. But, but this guy was Mr. Reefer, too. He uh, was just more. Yeah, but that's. Like, uh, when are we making weed fest? You it is a I mean? funny thing. Like I, I, did, I had that at my breathing classes, or like my, you know, like when you were the, going the birthing classes. Right, right, right. When your yeah. wife was pregnant, my wife and I went to uh, to birthing classes, and they're going around the circle and saying, "What do you, what is everybody, what are your names, what do you do for a living?" And I said, uh, "You know, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker." And she said, uh, "What kind of movies do you make?" And I was like, uh, "You know, like stoner comedies," and I could see a number of the of the dads like eyes light up. They were like, "Oh." And then a bunch of them, the ones who came up after me, they're like, I love your movies, man. <laughs> like, you smoke pot, and you smoke pot, and right. you smoke pot. Right. Uh, it's funny, because I was thinking of, uh, there, there are times where I do feel the heat. Not sure. Just, not just with, but like... Well, uh, people look down on, uh, like they look down on you. Well, or like, look down on us, right? 
Or yeah, exactly. Like the quick one. Uh, uh, I know a good one for you, but the quick one was. Remember, we were going to do. Uh, uh, we were in New York, and we were going to do a radio show, and it was a radio show where people read uh, children's stories. Yes, right. It was like a pirate reading thing, and they invited us to come on it and read these children's stories. Yeah, and this was the day before, and then the next day we get the phone call. And they're like, uh, no, you know what? We've canceled your appearance. And we're like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, some of the parents find out what movies you guys make, yeah. and they don't think it's appropriate for you to sit and read. I was like, well, I have kids. Yeah. I read them stories. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a Fuck per- you. I'm, a, I'm just an actor. <laughs> right. No, I, I mean, that was, I had that when I was uh, invited to do the commencement speech uh, <laughs> at my, right. at my uh, I went to two high schools. Sure. Because I got in trouble at one. Right, right. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I went to a boarding school in Colorado for two years. Right, and uh, I remember my my advisor called me up a few years ago. Whatever he he, he said, uh, are you sitting down? the uh, The senior class has unanimously voted to have you be their commencement wow. speaker. That's awesome. Yeah. So Thanks. the students have spoken. Sure. Then unanimously, unanimously. And Steve, let me come back and speak to his high school. Yeah, but That's then great. like a week later, he he called me up. He's like, you know, there is. He's like, it's going to happen. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going to happen. But th- like a ton of faculty have now stepped forward and voiced are, are protesting. Oh. They voiced their concern because of the movies that you make. They don't know what you're going to say. Right. What you're, you're not an do. appropriate person to come speak to the the youth of America. Yeah, and it's not. It really isn't so much super troopers, which is Mr. Strikeout. Yeah, it's beer fest. Yeah. That uh, well, super troopers do. You're jerking off with a thing around your head, and you're. Yeah, and bulletproof jock straps. Yeah, yeah, it's you know. true. It's true. Don't it, sell yourself short. No, no, no. <laughs> you club dread. You're 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 fucking a watermelon. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like got a watermelon and like all kinds <laughs> of terrible things. You know, that's what they were like. Which now, which guy is coming back to speak to commencement? Oh, it's the guy who was the pretzel fucking the watermelon yeah. in that movie. Which okay. one is? Can we see uh, a photo of him? <laughs> from the movie? Well, he's in a pretzel costume having sex with a watermelon. Huh. I don't okay. think so. this is the guy who's going to come back and speak. Okay, yeah, but you know what? At the, um, one of the, after my speech because I gave her. It's like I'm not a savage. Sure. But tell what was the first joke though? Oh right, uh, do the, the first joke because that they it must have set off some alarms. It, it did, it did. I said, uh, I said, so when Mark Dillon, that's my advisor, yeah, uh, when Mark Dillon called me up to uh, uh, ask me if to tell me I was the commencement speaker for this year's graduation class, I knew uh, one thing for certain: Mark Dillon had been smoking crack. Boom, boom, crack joke, crack, but boom, huge laugh from the audience. Sure, but I remember being at a barbecue at your house, going back to our original topic, yeah. And your dad was like, "This is a great honor, Steve. This is fantastic. What can you tell me? What the? Uh, how are you going to start? Are you going to open with a joke?" And I said, "I actually am." And I and I told him the the crack joke. He was like, "Ah, oh, brother, Steve. Ah, oh, brother, don't do that." Yeah. I, now, always lead with a crack joke. Always start with a crack joke. Um, but a woman came up to me. One of the faculty members came up to me afterwards and did say. You know, I have to tell you, I was one of the lead opponents of having you come here to to speak at the school. But I have to say, I thought your speech was excellent. Oh, and were you like, give me the names of the people who are yeah. opposed to me? Out them, out them. Let me hear their names. Yeah, out them, and then I'll make love to you, which is what you really want. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I was also thinking just now about a a, a, a similar story. Yeah. About. Um, you know the, the whole beer fest thing. It was when uh, we were in Albuquerque making beer fest. Yeah. And now, Kevin, who is my favorite actor of all time? Kevin Klein. Thank you. Okay. And Kevin, which you guys have chided me about. Which I do. I do chide you about. I mean, I like Kevin Klein, but I, I find him to be a bit theatrical for a person like you to have his be his favorite actor. Sure. You think I'd be into like Harrison Ford or like De Niro or Clint Eastwood? Uh, or I, I guess so. I mean, I, I just uh, you know I, I like Kevin Klein. I just I just or like don't, Van Damme. I don't. Equate him with being your favorite actor, sure, but he I, is. I know he is. I love Patrick Swayze, and you're like sure. you think, but Kevin Klein is a much more trained. So. Well, you mean don't see Kevin Klein kicking ass in movies? No, you know what I mean, uh, except like in Silverado, uh, okay, and Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, okay. okay. My point is this. My point is this. I saw I saw him in Pirates of Penzance when I was a kid, <laughs> and and I and he stole the show. That's where it happened. Isn't it? That's villain. where you fell in love yeah. with Kevin Klein at the Delacorte Theater. We should get him on this podcast. in New York City. Okay, so now do you remember that he was in Albuquerque shooting? Right. A, a movie. Right. Um, there were a bunch of people there because it was a time where it was very hot. A lot of movies were being made. Yeah. And in that hotel, which was kind of a, a nice hotel, there were a lot of people like, like Richard Gere and David yeah. Cook and people making different movies. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin Klein. And Kevin Klein. And 
uh, we saw him in the lobby waiting for a ride. We're in a man crush story here, aren't we? We're going into a man this crush. This is a man story. crush story. I don't, I don't have a man crush story, uh, man crush on Kevin. Okay, Klein. okay. I just, I think he's a, a versatile actor. Like he can do it all. He can do drama. He can do comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are two very I different know, things. Kevin. I know. We've had this conversation. We I have know. had the conversation. Yep. And he's in Silverado. And the big chill. Fuck you. Okay. And uh, I like Kevin Klein. He's got a hot wife. He does. He does. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. But so I was sitting there, and you know, like Patrick Swayze and all these other, you know, things. You guys were like, "Go talk to him. Go talk to him. Go talk to him. Go talk to him." And I was like, "Okay. Okay. Okay." And now I went up to him as Finkelstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, male pattern baldness. Male pattern baldness. Afro. Afro glasses. Oh, probably. No. No. No glasses. glasses. We're in the hotel. Okay. I okay. was casual, but it's like you know. Okay. You're dressed now. And and uh, I was like, "Hey, Mr. Klein, I just wanted to um, say hello to you and." Uh, um, I'm also an actor mm-hmm. in uh, in film. I'm, I'm shooting a movie here right now, and he's like, "Oh, what uh, what movie are you, are you filming?" And I was like, uh, "It's called Beer Fest." <laughs> like now, that right now is that, like you do feel that's those one of those moments where you feel totally self conscious. Sure, like, God, I'm such sure. a scrub. Even though that's why we named it that, yes, so that you would have that feeling intentionally. Yeah, right. it wasn't about me meeting Kevin Klein. No, it was uh, it was about it's called Beer Fest. Yeah. Live with it. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes. That's the name. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Okay. So you threw that out at Kevin Klein. And I felt a lot of shame. But but unlike Patrick Swayze, where I totally froze, I did manage to say to Kevin Klein, you know, like, I, I saw you in Pirates of Penzance <laughs> at, at the Delacorte Theater. He's like, oh, really? Like, that impressed him. Okay. And I said, and I remember you, you, you played the villain, and you used to do this walk. And he was like, oh, right, the, the low down walk. And I was like, yeah, the low down walk. Right. And, uh, and then he actually gave me the real time of day. Like, then we had a real conversation, okay. and one of his people came up and was like, uh, hey, Kevin, uh, the, the car is waiting outside. He's like, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm talking I'm here. talking to my friend with the male pattern baldness yeah. here. I'm talking to, what is your friend again? Uh, what is your name? Jewish kid, right? What's your right. name? Right, what's it? Beer Fest? Fine. Yeah, it's, uh, what, what was it? Uh, drink Fest? What? Oh, yeah. yeah, and so he was... Binge Fest? Isn't that what it was? Yeah, Puko, Pukathon. But he, but so that was one of those times, meeting meeting that guy who I, I do think is my favorite actor. Sure, like you time. felt a little self-conscious telling him that your movie was Beer Fest. Well, it, it is sometimes weird when, you know, because like we do meet, there's a pocket of people that know who we are, what we do, but yeah. there's a much greater pocket of people who have no idea. But the interesting thing is when you, when you, when you hear about those people who you don't expect to be in that... Uh, fan of it, of your movies because you expect that maybe they think it's a it's a slum in it a little bit yeah and then they are my my uh, my father's priest oh yeah <laughs> he apparently he really liked uh, Club Dread and so he would go to uh, a couple of uh, he, he went to see Club Dread a couple of times in the theater. Okay. But that's my, you know, my dad had said, "Hey, why, we, why like because he wanted to live a little?" Was a... my dad had told I, he just thought it was funny. Okay. And uh, so he went a number of times to see Club Dread in the a theater. A number of times. And That's the people, great. the people at, running the box office, like thought it was weird that this priest would see the movie. But then, you know, as the priest was telling my dad, he's like, "I'm a person, right? Like, I'm allowed to go see an R-rated movie, sure. With you even know, though I'm a priest, even though I'm a priest, like it doesn't sure. mean I can't see movies. That's what our parents should take home, right? Everyone should take that home. It's okay yeah. to see rated R movies. Yeah. And the bottom line is, our parents have still been very supportive. While they very. don't agree with some of the material choices we make, yeah. They are, you know, are supportive in terms of, you know, we went after something. Yeah. I went, uh, I went on vacation with my parents last week with my parents and my kids, and uh, my mom listens to the podcast. Oh, she does? Yeah. Hi, Jane. Yeah, she says, it, it helps me pass the morning. Okay. It helps the morning pass by quickly. Oh, that's nice. As if it's a, the morning's a bad thing. What is her, does your dad listen to it? Uh, I don't think he has started yet, but we were going to set it up for him on his iPad. Okay, okay. Because your dad and I did have, we had a, a moment. You had a, a, a reconcil like a moment that really brought it all together. Not a, a reconciliation is is the incorrect. That's right. That would word. mean like there was a problem, but the, it was like a, there never was. My, yeah. You you it was a, uh, ultimate acceptance maybe. It was the ultimate guy moment. It right. was at your brother's rehearsal dinner. Yeah, your younger brother's rehearsal dinner, the last of the of the four to get married. Yeah, it was you know uh, last year. And uh, and your dad and I were into our cups a little bit, <laughs> and uh, we did have a very huggy, like we literally. He he started it. He said he's like, I love this guy. I love you. Okay. And I was okay. like, I love you too. Yeah. And we had an I love you man moment. All right. Me and your dad. That's great. Hugged it out. That's right. Do you feel like in your life now that's coming around now? The the Steve Lemmy that was sitting on a couch, sleeping on a couch with the hair and the no money and the. Now you're, you know, you're established guy now. 
Now I got drunk and sleep in my king size bed. Yeah, yeah. With your wife. Yeah, and my kid in the next room. <laughs> no, you know it's it's nice. Your dad and I are actually friends now. Huh. Are you friends with my dad? Uh, my dad. Lo- my dad loves you. No, I love your dad. I love your dad. I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like we've gone drinking like say like you and my dad. Have no, been drinking. no. Although actually, uh, one of my favorite beer times with my dad mm-hmm. was after Queen Christina. Oh, that's another story, Lemmy. Let's 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 finish it off here. Well, we, uh, are, we, are we at an hour? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A, that's a whole episode, Queen Christina. Oh my God, we have, you got to write these down. You're our I'm ep- writing it down. You're our, ep- down. Uh, our episode meister. That's actually on my list of episodes. Okay. Isn't this terrible that we're doing this? People, no, they make people tune back it's in. Teasing Queen Restoria. Queen, Queen Christina, great story. It's a it's a good let's one. Just tease it. Yeah. Yeah. But we went out for beers afterwards with my dad, and that, that was one I'll never forget. That was a good time, too. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Okay, okay. Well, let's wrap it up. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yep. Don't forget to always be chewing. Yep. ABC, always be chewing. Always keep chewing. We'll and, talk to you next week. All right, bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 